0: It's been seven months since the last episode of the Extempers Bible, but we're back better than ever for our season two. I'm your host, Kevin Lee, from Ridge High School in New Jersey, and I've done Extemp for the past two years.
1: And I'm your other host, Chirag Chaudhary, from Unionville High School in Pennsylvania. I have been competing in Extemp for all four years of high school. This season, we are largely going to step away from the how-to-Extemp model in favor of a more interview- and story-based podcast.
0: Hopefully, that change is going to make this podcast a lot more interesting for y'all, as we'll step away from that blog-style content and move towards more conversational topics and episodes.
1: Today, Kevin and I are going to reflect on the world of online extemp and what has gone well, and maybe not so well, over the past year and a half.
0: You know, the tragic global event,
1: uh, the pandemic. Exactly. COVID. So let's get started. Let's start with the good. Kevin, what's one good thing that you've gotten out of the past year and a half of COVID? I think that
0: in virtual tournaments, they generally tend to be a lot more accessible for people. I think that's really beneficial both geographically, economically, etc., right? Like in the past, it would have been like often difficult for a lot of teams to find the lodging and the support needed for an entire team to go and travel out to a whole different part of the country. But now that everything's online, that type of travel isn't necessary anymore.
1: Completely agreed. I mean, the lifting of the geographical restrictions as a result of the pandemic has made it a lot easier to compete in a lot of different places. For me, I live in Pennsylvania, but I've been able to compete at Florida Blue Key in tournaments across the country because I just don't have to worry about, say, flying or lodging at a hotel anymore. And it's cheaper too, which is really, really nice, especially if you are a smaller team, which doesn't have the ability to spread out costs amongst a lot of people.
0: Facts. I mean, judging can get really, really expensive, especially higher judges for a lot of teams. And I think that not only are like entry costs for most of these online tournaments just a lot lower than they were before, there's a huge pool of former competitors that can now judge easier than ever simply because they just need to log in.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the other things which has been really good about competing online has been the benefit that novices have been able to get from competing in these online tournaments because with more and more online tournaments and the increased accessibility to those tournaments novices have been able to compete much more. I remember back in pre-COVID times, a lot of times novices would have to like compete for spots at a specific tournament and that's not really a problem anymore because we just have so many options and that's something that I think is a really big deal for not for like people who are just starting out who need that need the ability to just get extra ballots and get a lot of advice and competitive experience. Yeah,
0: and I think that's really cool. I remember being sidelined for some local tournaments because my school only sent like the top four or five extempers. Now that virtual tournaments are accessible to nearly everyone, novices can get more ballots than ever before excellent competitions like the springboard series from nsda have given ballots and feedback to novices at a really important time in their overall journey through speech and debate not just extemp for example uh, there was this one tournament in ohio hawken and i know that my team ended up sending a lot of our novices to that tournament because most of our varsity members were out competing in a different tournament that was mainly relegated to varsity members
1: we've had a lot of similar stuff at our school Extemp isn't in high demand at least at my team But for other events, I've certainly noticed that it's become a lot easier for novices to get spots at tournaments. But I think one thing that we've also kind of not mentioned too much is the amazing environment, the comfortable environment that we've had to compete in over the past year and a half, right? Being able to compete from your home is just a luxury that I never really thought of before COVID started. But it's really been nice to be able to wake up at like 8.30 for a nine o'clock round and not have to worry too much about getting to your round or getting to a specific building. Um, also, just the decreased anxiety of not being having not having to find your rooms, for example, is something that I didn't really think was going to be such a big benefit to an, an online version of speech and debate.
0: Let's be real. Sleeping in between rounds is some like the best downtime you could get, I mean, especially with like a just getting delayed so often. That's like an extra 30 minutes of sleep to me. Mm hmm. I think that, on the other hand, a downside of that is that you might oversleep your next round, and especially being just so detracted from the rest of your peers in a digital environment, getting notified of when your next round start can be a little bit difficult for some.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, I have stories after stories about failures of the online world, or at least my own personal failures. Um... Yeah, we were talking before the recording about my experience at a specific tournament recently, where I didn't realize that round 1B was actually just the second round of the tournament and it wasn't double flighted. And I didn't get the round notification until far after the round ended. So I just had to take blast in that round. And that was really unfortunate because I was hoping to do pretty well at that tournament but alas that's that didn't come to fruition um silly tab and i'm still a little mad about that yeah silly tabroom i'm going to blame tabroom for that one um <laughs>
0: totally valid but
1: yeah for sure there i feel like there've been a lot more no shows to rounds than we've had in the past a lot more drops as a result of that um but at the end of the day um the comfy environment it comes with its costs right things like sleeping through rounds or just not getting notified it can be a little rough but the other thing that I've really missed is the prep room. I, at online tournaments, the prep room is just this dark void where everyone has their cameras off and doesn't really interact with each other. And that's like a polar opposite from what I remember since like the very first big tournament that I attended my freshman year where you have a lot of interaction, a lot of extempers who've never, who haven't never seen each other in like weeks or months who are good friends, meeting each other, talking, um, maybe a little bit of smack talk here and there, a couple of rivalries and such. Um, but that prep room vibe is just something that I've really missed, um, during my time online. Absolutely. An uninterested
0: prep person in a digital tournament is, it's just gotta be one of the worst things to ever see, right? I mean, if the prep person's not having fun, I don't think any of the extempers are, but especially right in that dark, absolute void of a Jitsi room on Chrome, you're always unsure of what you're going to get next. Is your next question going to come in chat? Are you going to get PMs by someone? Do you need to go to a different website to get there? <laughs> prep in a virtual world certainly has its ups and downs, but I think in some cases it can be a little more down. Um, yeah. Especially compared to just being in person. Like it's a whole vibe to just go to another school's media center.
1: I totally miss some of the parts of in person prep, even like logistically. Sometimes in-person prep rooms became like absolute hodgepodges and messes. Um, Like I remember at Villiger, I believe my sophomore year, it was just a complete mess at points. We almost had the wrong speakers draw because of an error made by the prep guy. But at the end of the day, that was just super entertaining for us. And what's more is that I feel like the lack of in-person prep has also opened us up to opportunities for errors I have another story um so I inadvertently pasted in like the fifth round of a tournament my fourth round question about North Ooh, Africa in a round, round which is was about um, rough I think it about it, it was a North Africa question in a round about education policy it was very out there um my judge doesn't notice until about two and a half minutes into my speech at which point he stops me in order to ask me. Which question is right? You got stopped? <laughs> and it was really unfortunate because I had a really good speech going. Oh, my um, God. It was not fun. But at the end of the day, um, we got back on the on the momentum train. We resumed from where we were pausing. Um, and the speech wasn't terrible, but it could have been so much more. It could have been so much more. Um, I was really, p- I was pulling Common Core. I was just demolishing Common Core. And I was having a great time doing it. But my judges really needed to stop me, and I wasn't happy about it.
0: <laughs> that is one of the funniest copy paste slip ups I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can't had, get much worse than that.
0: It really can't. I had one judge <laughs> tell me that um, copy pasting in questions was a lot nicer than bringing those paper slips. I don't know if some of y'all remember those, but at the I same, I missed the paper slips because Ooh. of
1: that mistake. You missed because of that because mistake. Of those, I want the very, paper slips just back. solely
0: because of that. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> But um, like I think a lot of times, right, judges also know that virtual snap isn't just quite what it used to be. And there's like a different experience when you're actually in the room, whether it be, well, well, it actually almost always is gonna be just another random Jitsi room or a zoom room, right? One of those dark, empty voids. You're just staring back at your judges.
1: They might not even have their camera on. (laughs) I've actually made it a habit of Putting my camera on myself because I found it more productive to at least like look at myself, make facial expressions, as opposed to watching my judge just like stare back into the void. Uh,
0: or you, you just get hit with like that circle, then their mm-hmm. initials, and you're and just like. And you know like, that's yeah. one of those things
1: I really miss because in in-person extent, there was always that opportunity, even if it was a prelim round with no spectators, to make eye contact with your judge, really like connect with your judge, and know they're paying attention. That's something that I really miss having because it's just not the same in an online world. Because you kind of have this obligation to look at your camera, and as a result, you can't really make eye contact with anyone, even yourself, if your camera pinned on yourself, right? So that's kind of rough. And then in out rounds, I know a lot of extempers really feed off of the energy of people who come to spectate. Really feed off of that of having that audience. That obviously doesn't exist anymore. You might be aware that you're being live streamed on YouTube, but again, it's just not the same as having people in that room laughing at your really corny AGD because they have an obligation to do so. And because of that, it's just not just not as fun. It's not really the same.
0: And I think that audience really does matter, right? As you said, a lot of people just feed off that energy. But in a virtual room, You're just staring back at blank circles, blank cameras. And I think for a lot of people, it's really discouraging when they try to go for some risky rhetorical strategies, or if they try and get like a really funny AGD, some type of drama in there, and they just don't get a response. And I think that's left like a lot of exemplars really unsettled as to how best to do funny parts or do sad parts, because emotions aren't fully coming through and it can be difficult to gauge both the audience and a judge's reaction based on like a 320 pixel
1: rectangle that you've got there on your screen yeah a hundred percent i mean not having the reactions to your jokes making a joke that you think is absolutely hysterical so bomb and then and then just having like absolute silence on the other end is really unfortunate even if you like nailed it right Mm -hmm. Like, nail that delivery. So, I really miss miss the audience. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, to me, online extent is cool. It has some benefits. Some things are better in an online world. But I I really want to go back. I can't wait to go back to an in-person format.
0: I know that me, myself, have already been to one in-person tournament. I think it was Randolph, was it? It's a New Jersey local. But... I'm glad that as COVID gets less and less of an imminent and existential threat, more and more people can return to being back in person. Having that media center experience, coming in with those paper slips, and just having a better connection with them, a judge, and an audience in their room. It's something that I truly miss, especially because in my freshman year, I only got to experience like half a year of that as a freshman. and. I definitely missed out on a lot of key experiences that I would have had later in the year because I didn't have that in-person
1: style. Mm -hmm. I feel like my high school extemp experience has been at least a little bit tarnished by having to compete online. I mean, I got a year and a half or so of in-person extemp, and I miss it to death, but I mean, half of my career basically has been characterized by an online format. So really, you know what that means guys, get vaccinated please, I beg you, so we can go back in person super soon, get those big tournaments back, meet up with our extemp friends, or make new ones, and hopefully have a good time.
0: As always, thanks for listening to the Extempers Bible Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media and, of course, our website and main blog, where you can find excellent questions written by the world's best extempers, such as the James Gao.
1: Make sure to tune in to our next episode where we'll cover how to rebound and bounce back from a bad or fluky tournament. I've got a lot of stories on that. I'm sure you do. Yeah, but for now, have a great day and an even better next tournament. Bye. Bye.